0: Uh, good morning, everyone. Um, so I, my, my sermon title is is Prayer and Fasting, um, but unfortunately, I'm mostly just going to be talking about fasting, um, mostly because I think fasting is an underutilized tool that we have, a, a spiritual discipline that we have, and um, I'm really passionate about it. Um, so I, I did a three-point sermon, um, as mandatory here at The Rock. Um, <laughs> so it's the three points. What is fasting? Um, why, why we should fast and the benefits and then at the end I'm going to sum up with just some tips and tricks uh, to fast successfully that kind of come from my, my own experience. Um, and I, I was going to say this at the end but I'm, I'm going to put it at the, at the start. Just a caveat. If you are pregnant, breastfeeding, can't fast for health issues um, or, or, or there's a few other reasons that you, you can't abstain from food, that is completely reasonable um, I'm not saying in any means that, that, that people who are exempted from fasting should fast, but I wanted to put this in the beginning that just because you, you can't fast doesn't mean that there isn't stuff for you. And, and at the end, I'll go over some some ways that um, you know, pregnant women or, or, or people who can't fast for health issues can still engage in the spiritual discipline of fasting. So, um, don't check out if you feel like fasting is not for you um, because... There's ways. There's ways to, to, to get involved either way. Um, so to start, what what is fasting? And um, the the definition I have is fasting is the denial of food for a period of time, and replacing that time that would have been used to prepare and eat the food with connection to God, uh, which is a very important part. Um, there's uh, lots of people are um, I've heard said before, people say, I'm, I'm going to fast social media, or I'm going to fast TV, or I'm going to fast this or that. And that's valid and reasonable, but but every time fasting is mentioned in the Bible, Bible biblical fasting always involves food. Um, so I'm not saying that you can't fast other things, um, but when we talk about biblical fasting, we talk about the denial of food um, from particular. And um, yeah, so the why we fast, Um, and we're going to start, I'm going to start by reading the scripture in uh, Matthew 17, and it's verse 14 to 21, Uh, we can get it up, and I'll I'll just read it out, Um, and and the context here is that Jesus was just up on, uh, had gone up the hill with uh, the three of the apostles and uh, the disciples he had sent out, and he had told them to go cast out demons and heal people in my name, and so he come back down the hill, and, and this is what happens, And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely. He often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? So Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not come out except for prayer and fasting. Um, So just quickly before I go into my comments on that, that verse 21 is not in ESV and NIV. And so if you're reading this later, it, it, it's in the Old King James. Um, you're like, oh, he's added something or not. Um, it is in the story where the story is repeated in Mark 9. That, that line is there. So in some of the older manuscripts, um, that line wasn't included in Matthew's version of the story. But don't worry, it's still in the Bible. It's still in a lot of the old manuscripts. Um, NIV and ESV just chose to take it out of here in Matthew and only include it in 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 mark um but the new king james includes it here and and I, I like the wording in matthew better than mark so that's why i chose that so just quick caveat for that um so what stands out to me most when i read when i read this is that you know the disciples were trying to heal a young boy and, and when jesus finds out they can't, his response is oh you faithless and perverse generation like how how um uh, just harsh is that almost like it, it it's quite severe severe response especially when you you know faithless okay one thing you're lacking unbelief. and most people are like yeah I, I lack unbelief. but the word perverse you know that you know conjugated that word's pervert that's the same root word and I could imagine that it, you know anybody here gets called a pervert or, or says you're perverse you'd be probably quite offended um as I would be as well so it's it, it, it's harsh language, and I, I looked up the original Greek. Uh, I'm not going to say the Greek word because I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, but it, it, it means literally to distort, or to corrupt, or, or or to to pervert, to take something that is good, um, or or neutral, or thing, and to corrupt it into something that's evil. And so when I when I read this, what I think Jesus is calling out, what what um, what he's saying here is that we as humans have this, this innate ability to take what is good, what comes from God, um, and just corrupt it into something that's, that's bad for us that, and, and to make it an idol for us. And I think you, know, you can see that really easily with food, you know how food is obviously a good thing. Food, food nourishes us. It comes from God. Jesus feasted. You know, and, and all through the Bible, there's feasting, and, and food is, is mentioned all the time. But you can also see how we turn food into a comfort, and that we rely on it over the, uh, um, more than we should, and and, and 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 we do this for for so many things as well. Like you can imagine, we 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 pervert relationships, work, money, leadership, sex, re, um, even scripture can be perverted as as Satan used scripture um, in in his testing of, of Jesus um, before he started his ministry. So. You know, our our human nature really is to, to to corrupt things that come from God, and it just um, it's just part of part of what happens, and part of what we are are called to stand against or, or, or to fight. Um, yeah. So, the nice thing about that, though, is that um, I, I think, and, and I the the um, you know, it's interesting how the disciples come to Jesus later. You know, they're not right after he calls them perverse and uh, faithless, or, or um, the other word used there is unbelief. Um, they're, they're not going to say, oh, like, Jesus, why, right away. So they come to him later and say, why couldn't we cast it out? Um, and, and then Jesus says, you know, the line about um, faith is small as a mustard seed, you can move the mountains. And I I, uh, I think that's a quite a well-known known scripture. It's probably... Commonly quoted, but at the end here, what I like is, is that, however, this kind does not come out except for prayer and fasting. And when you draw the line between faithless and perverse and prayer and fasting, what I, the conclusion I came to is that the remedy for faithlessness or the remedy for the lack of faith is prayer. And I think we know that. We see that in Scripture as, as, as different people throughout um, the Gospels and the New Testament, you know, they cry out to, to Jesus, help me with my unbelief. You know, help me with my lack of faith. And I think that's, that's probably a common prayer amongst the church. And, and I, I know it, it is for me as well. And, and also, through prayer and worship, we, we connect with God and it builds our faith and it builds our, our unbelief. So the, the, the other part of that, the perverseness, the corruption, I think the tool that Jesus has given us to fight that, that corruption or, or, or our perverseness is fasting. So fasting is a way for us to disconnect from the world. To, to say no, to deny our most basic natural instinct to eat um, and to say, no, I'm not, I'm not going to engage in the world here. I'm going to engage with God. I'm going to connect with God. I'm going to disconnect from the world. And that that's really um, the gist of what I think fasting is. And, and I've, I've heard And throughout scripture, there's other things that are mentioned, other benefits, of course. But I I really believe that when you understand fasting as disconnecting from the world and combined with prayer, connecting to God, it really, really allows you to to create a a clear um, and intentional listening, hearing, and seeking time um, with your relationship with God. Um, So I I have a, a quote here from a theologian. Um, unfortunately, it's not Timothy Keller. I, I tried to find one from Timothy Keller, but uh, I, I couldn't. Um, so it's, it's a Norwegian theologian, and I might butcher his name, Oli Um and He's an older theologian, but I really, really like the way he said it. And it, he says, The purpose of fasting is to loosen to some degree the ties which bind us to the world of material things and our surroundings as a whole in order that we may concentrate all our spiritual powers Upon the unseen and the eternal things, so I, I just I, I really love that. I think that's basically summarizes what what I'm trying to say here is that that fasting really, when combined with prayer, is the opportunity for us to disengage with the world and engage with God. And it's it's such a useful tool, especially when you're going through times where you need to hear and understand what God's will for you is or for the church or the group. And that's that's the time we're going into is is we really want to seek God's will in, in how to use this building and, and, this, and as a ministry, ministry center and um, how we're going to move forward as a church. And I think in order to hear God correctly, it's, it's so important to make sure that we are not listening to the world or, or engaged um, too intensely with the, with the world. And, and so, so fasting is very helpful there. Um, just briefly, I'm going to go over the like throughout scripture, and, and, and um, many of you know these stories, but there's fastings mentioned a multitude of times. Moses fasted when he received the law up Mount Sinai, um, Jesus fasted in the desert right after he was baptized be, be, uh, by John and before, starting, before being tested by Satan and starting his ministry um, for 40 days. Um, which is which is a lot. The apostles fasted while they were listening for the Holy Spirit before launching their ministry and before, or the, the, the growth of the early church. Um, Daniel fasted in Babylon as he before he was um, thrown in the lions den and how, you know listening to God there and, and what he should do in that sort of situation when he was in, as an exile. David fasted in repentance in preparation um, and, and multiple times. A lot of the prophets are recorded as fasting you know, before they start prophesying and and, and throughout the Old Testament. And so it's really, it's mentioned a lot of times. Um, There's also times where whole cities or people groups fasting. In in Jonah, um, the king of Nineveh, and all the people uh, fast, and they fast in repentance, which is mentioned a few times in the Bible. Um, And there's also times where people fasted in mourning, uh, mourning for their own sin and also mourning for loss. Um, And also people fasted in preparation um, before... Something big was gonna happen. Um, i don't have all the Bible references for you here, but I do have them if anyone um, Thinks that I said something that's not true. That's okay. We can we can look it up in the Bible There's I have all the references we can do it after um, No worries <laughs> so to summarize the 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 reason we fast is is, is the remedy for faithfulness is prayer and the remedy for perversion is fasting or disconnecting from the world. Um, and they're, they're so powerful when, when used in combination um, with one another. And, and a, a, another way I like to think about it is prayer is really having a conversation or, or engaging with God, um, and, and that's the purpose of prayer. And how difficult is it to have a conversation with somebody, even here, when they are doing or preoccupied with something else? So... As you can imagine, if I was talking to all of you, and you were, you know, trying to cook, or, or you know, to, to the example, or you were all eating, or you were reading something else, or you were talking to someone else, there just wouldn't be a good conversation there. There, there, there couldn't be. Um, and I, I, I wouldn't feel heard. And so I think in the same way, and I, I don't think you would, you would hear me either if you were occupied, in the same way, fasting is a way that we silence that noise. We're saying, okay, there's nothing else I got going on, even even the most... Natural part of my flesh, the, the the desire to eat. That's not even going to distract me right now. What I'm going to look at is God and you, and 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 that's what you're saying. And so I think um, when you when you talk about having a conversation, fasting is a way to to silence everything around you and just take that time um, to be with be with God. Um, yeah. So the as Christians, and I I mention this because. Uh, over the last few months, I think it's been, it been said by Glenn a few times, and maybe really as well, that we are called to be lights. We're called to be the light and the, the salt of the earth, and we are, we are supposed to be lights to others. And so when I was thinking the, about that in, in um, the Gospel of Luke, Jesus says twice, and he says the same example or parable two times in both Luke 8 and Luke 11, and this is what he says. He says, no one lights a lamp and puts it in a cellar or under a basket. And then, then he repeats the same thing. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a clay jar or under their bed. And so I, I, I read that. The, one of the first times I read that, I, I, had, I was reading the full um, Gospel of Luke through. And so the, it, it dawned on me really quickly because it's only three chapters later where he says the same thing twice. And, and what he says was interesting. So I spent a, a bit of time looking into that. And the words that he... He uses the basket and the clay jar um, and, and the cellar are all representative of where food would be stored, uh, which, I think, which I think is interesting. And, and then also the, the, the bed, a bed in my head represents comfort. So, so food and, and, and bed is, is comfort. So what I think... What Jesus said, and Jesus explains also what he means in um, when he says no one is a lamp. Uh, no one no one hides a light, lights a lamp and puts it in those places. Uh, he explain, explains himself. But I always think you know Jesus sometimes has has multiple purposes in what he's saying. And, and one of the things I think he's saying is that the the enemy of being a light, or or the opposite of what allows us to be a light, is comfort in certain circumstances. in in, in that when we Fall in love with comfort, or we get to a place where we can just have an abundance of food. We have a comfy bed. We got the television to turn on to to give us something to distract us. Everything's going well. That hinders our ability to be who we're called to be, and 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 that's the light a light to others. And, And and I really I really think that that is is part of what Jesus is saying here. And I I really think a way to to, to fight that comfort, that it's so easy to get into that. I, I, I struggle that with more than anyone. I, I, I promise that it's, it's so easy being comfortable and it, it is so much harder to live your life in a way where you are constantly trying to think of how I can be a light to those around me. Um, and I, I think fasting, for my, in my experience, is such a good tool to fight that, to fight that kind of complacency that naturally goes as you i i as an example when you most of you when you first come to christ or when you have that experience of the holy spirit you get fired up you want to go you want to you know preach the gospel you want to worship every day and and you get this sort of experience and then over time it just sort of slowly dwindles and you get comfortable and you go you fall into that lukewarmness that's that's mentioned in the bible um or that that complacency that that it's so easy to fall into um, and, and, and fasting will get you out of that. I promise. You fast a, a week is a long time to fast. I wouldn't start there, but if, if you fast for seven days, no food, only water, you will not be complacent anymore. You can't be. It, it, it's it's such a good uh, uh, tool, and and it um, it's very powerful in in my own experience. Um, yeah. So final point. The, the, the tips and tricks of fasting successfully. Um, so this is mostly from personal experience and, and other things people have said to me. Um, I think there's a slide that they could go up. T- tips and tricks of fasting. Uh, it's not all going to fit on one slide, but that's, that's okay. Um, first of all, fast with others. Um, I find that really, really helpful if you just say, you know, to your husband or your wife or somebody you work with or somebody in the church, you say, okay, we're going to fast this day together. We're going to fast this meal together. Then you're accountable to somebody. You can join together. You can you can use that time to pray together. If you aren't able to be together, it's at least nice knowing someone else there is hungry too. Um, community group is a really good option um, because usually community group, you share a meal. Maybe during this March prayer and fasting time that the community group comes together and doesn't share a meal and spends that time in, in, in additional prayer um, I'm, I'm not telling anyone to do that, but it, that's something you can discuss with your community group. Um, the one thing I want to mention with that is in, in, in Matthew 6, uh, Jesus talks about Pharisees who, who come and uh, are fasting on display, and they're you know, w- you know, walking around telling everyone how they're fasting and trying to seem spiritual. Uh, be aware of that, but I'm going to be honest, I don't think that's anyone here's problem. Um, because I don't you know you, it's it's not very common that people are fasting anyway, and then I, I i haven't ever seen it so so be aware of it, but also it's okay to tell people you're fasting um it's okay to to share you know I wouldn't be overly worried about not coming off as or coming off as super religious or as a Pharisee, but also guard your heart um fast regularly or being consistent that makes it so much easier if you're fasting you know once once a week um, for weeks, or you do even meals and you, you you build on that makes fasting way way easier the first the first time you go if you 've never done it before if you 've never missed a meal or you 've never done a, a day or, or two meals or whatever you'll you you 'll find that it's it 's hard but it it's um, it 's fun and it is it is fun it's it 's weirdly fun but um <laughs> being consistent and regular is 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 really good um and and it's, it's something that I think we should all be doing. Um, start small or with what you can do. So one of the things that, that I'd recommend if, if you've never fasted before or you're, you're worried about maybe you've got a lot going on at work and you need, your, you need maximum physical strength or cognitive ability, you can do what sort of a Daniel fast is where instead of having yourself a nice breakfast or a nice lunch of something you like, eat a handful of almonds. You basically get all the protein and everything from almonds. You won't enjoy it. It doesn't take any time to prepare, and you um, and, and and you can use that opportunity to, to pray and fast. And that, so you, there is there are ways to to fast while still getting food. Um, I that's not from from the Bible, so I I, I don't want to you know tell you that that's right or wrong, but I think it's a really good way to get into it, uh, and to build. Once you've done that a few times, then you can you can lessen and lessen and. Um, I, I, I've done that, especially when work gets intense, and I need to be able to think. Because I promise you, after you don't eat for twenty-four hours, it is quite difficult to do in-depth cognitive reasoning and stuff like that. Because you do your 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 brain function does go down when there's when there's no food in your body. Um, that's true. Um, next point was to don't don't be legalistic. Um, this is this is was a learning one for me, I would make my plan. I would say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fast this week. And then I'd find out, like, my, my friend got engaged and they're having a big dinner celebration and I'm going to go to this dinner celebration but then not eat and make everyone feel uncomfortable. And so I just, if that sort of thing happens to you, it's okay, you know, there's times to feast and there's times not to feast. Don't be legalistic with yourself. Um, stick to what you said you're going to do, but at the same time, if something comes up, um... There, there's. You be wise and don't don't think. Okay, I said that I'm gonna, I said that I'm gonna fast these three days, and now my sister's getting married, and I'm gonna not eat at her wedding. Um, you know, like <laughs> that that doesn't happen. But if if it does, you know, don't don't worry about being overly legalistic with yourself. Um, it's not the point. The point is to disconnect from the world and connect to God. Um, it's not about beating some record in how you don't eat or, or starving yourself and, and feeling good about it. It's, it, it's, it's really about connecting with God. Um, and, and I do believe that you can also connect to God in times of feasting and celebration, which is, which is biblical, um, and, 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 and that's a way to connect with God as well. Um, so, so make sure that's your intention. Uh, right after, don't be legalistic. Make a plan. So, so make a plan and stick to it. Um, which is kind of the opposite, but, but you, I think you guys can understand what I mean by that is, is just don't wake up in the morning and be like, oh, I'm going to fast today. Um, usually decide the day or, or a few days before. Um, decide what meals you're going to do, that sort of stuff, who you're going to do it with, what you're going to do instead. If you're going to fast at work, or maybe it's a good idea to bring your Bible with you. Or I mean, most people have Bibles on their phone now, but I like to bring my Bible with me when I'm fasting at work, so I go and use my lunch break, 30 minutes, and then I can sit and read my Bible for 30 minutes instead of eating. Um, and so that's a, that's a really good way to do it. Don't just, you know... I, I actually am guilty of this sometimes where I'm too lazy to cook for myself, so I'm like, oh, I'm fasting. Um, <laughs> that happens less now that I'm married and, and um, my wife often has food, but that used to, that used to happen a, a little bit when I had to care for myself, so... Um, yeah, the the next one. Guard yourself against sin. So this is an interesting one that that I I learned along the way was that when you do, especially I think if you're under twenty four hours, you're or just a few meals, you're fine. But as you grow up, as you you go, you'll notice that you're uh, exerting a lot of self control in in not eating. It it takes quite a bit, especially if someone starts eating in front of you, especially if the thing they're eating is sugary. That's really what gets you going. You can you can go all day, see no food, be fine, and then someone eats like. A, a cinnamon bun or a donut in front of you, and you just feel it in you, and it, it's it's quite painful. But um, but but that self control. In that, because you're exerting so much self control, you will find that temptation might come stronger, or it might be harder to resist certain temptations. So just be aware that you are, in some ways, you have a you have a, a weakened self control, um, and that you should just guard yourself. I wouldn't and I. 100% recommend this anyway, but I wouldn't be scrolling through Instagram or, or Facebook or on social media on, instead on your, like, you're not fasting. Oh, I'm not eating, so I'm just going to watch Netflix all day. Um, it makes it really easy, but it's not the purpose. Um, and you, you will find yourself in, in places of temptation that maybe you haven't been um, recently or, or like old temptation might come up. And I, I definitely noticed that. So that's why it's good to fast with somebody. It, it's good to be intentional because that is, it, that is a real thing. Really, practically, drink lots of water. you will find that um, when you you get dehydrated faster when you you fast the, the number one if you look up you know health benefits to fasting or, or health dangers to fasting, the number one thing is dehydration You, you can actually fast forty days and, and be fine um, the The problem the damage starts to get done when because you get dehydrated uh, it 's not actually from the food it 's that your body doesn 't um, take in any of the water because you 're low salt. Um, if you're going to go 40 days, think of a way to get salt into your body, uh, maybe. Or or, or or don't just do it however you want. But I'm assuming that no one's plan is to go 40 days um, anytime immediately. Um, so yeah, drink lots of water. Uh, remember, it's not a failure or a success thing. Um, so it's, you're, you're, not, you're not fasting to, to succeed in not eating or, or worried about failing or, or anything like that. The, the purpose of it is to to seek God, to disconnect with the world, and to connect with God. So it, it's, it's very important to um, to remember that. I've done times where I was, you know, maybe th- my third day into a fast, I woke up in the morning feeling a bit tired, got myself a bowl of cereal, poured the cereal, poured the milk, took two bites, and someone came down, aren't you fasting? And I'm like, ah. Oh. You know, like I just, it, you, sometimes you just forget. Um, I've done it as well where I was doing a longer fast and then someone brought out popcorn and I just took three pieces and threw it in my mouth and then was like, I remembered instantly because I hadn't had food. So then, you you you, you were like, "Oh, oops." Um, just don't don't worry about that. Pick yourself up. Keep going. It's you. You didn't fail. That's not the point. You're not trying to not eat as some sort of record. I, I, again, I think I mentioned that earlier, but um, that's not what it's about. So don't worry about that. You, you make mistakes. You might forget. Um, if you decide you're going to fast Wednesdays, you wake up in the morning. You make yourself a breakfast. You take two bites, and then you then you remember that you're fasting. Just Put your breakfast aside. I don't know. Give it to you, give it to somebody who's who's not fasting, um, and just move on with your day, um, and, and and keep going. Um, another reminder: I've, I've said this already, but fasting without prayer is nothing. You're basically just dieting. Um, so 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 don't don't fast without prayer. Uh, there's 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 really no purpose to that. That's never done in the Bible. There's never a time where where fasting is mentioned apart from prayer or with God. So it's it's, it's important to know that fasting is a st- good spiritual tool, but it really, really does need to be partnered with prayer. The opposite isn't true. Prayer does still work if you don't fast, so, so, so don't worry about that. Um, you, that that's very clear um, in, in Scripture as well. Um, more of an understanding thing to, to, under, to remember, um, and I, I've seen this problem a few times before, and, and it's what I initially thought. Um, fasting is not a hunger strike. So you're not, you're not fasting in order to convince God to do something like, oh, I'm not going to eat until God speaks to me about what I should do with my career or I'm not going to eat until, you know, this person gets what they want or I get what I want. It's not that. You're not convincing God of anything by not, by not, fast, uh, by not eating. Um, and God's not like, oh, okay, he, he didn't eat, you know, so, or she didn't eat, so, okay, I'll do the thing that he wants. What fasting does is it disconnects you from the world, connects you to God, and what you'll find is not that God's will aligns with yours, but your will aligns with God's. So that's really important to remember that you're, you're not trying to convince God to do what you want to do. It helps you understand what God wants to do. And so it will, in those circumstances where you know maybe something, tough, something really tough is happening and you, you feel like God's just not answering your prayer, and so you turn to fasting as a tool, what you'll find is not that God all of a sudden answers, answers your prayer the way you want him to. is that you start to understand how God is working through what is happening. And then, you know, sometimes what happens, once happens, there's the example in, in Daniel where uh, he was fasting for, for three or four weeks and, and, and the angel was sent when he first started praying but was, was held up for, for, for a reason and then um, comes and tells Daniel... Daniel later and I, I don't think the fast the fasting didn't somehow speed up that process or convince God earlier to send or, or, or any of that things but it would allow Daniel to have peace and joy and to know that he would be rescued from God eventually and so that's that's what um, is important to remember with fasting um, yeah fasting I, that the last point was that fasting allows you to align your heart with God not the other way around which I I covered already. Um, the last thing I wanted to, to kind of talk about um, or just encourage the, the church is that, that f- fasting is really a tool in order for us to, um, it's a discipleship tool in a lot of ways. It helps us grow our relation with God, and it helps us our relationship with God, and it helps us um, refine who we are. And I, I, I was thinking about um, something Glenn said last week about how, you know, when he grew up um, I think he said in the 60s or 70s, whenever, when he grew up, society was a, you know, was mostly Christian. People adhered to Christian morals. And even though not everybody was going to church, it was kind of accepted that the biblical or the Christian morals were the accepted ones. And, and now we can see that that has changed. You know that, that, That's not as true as it once was. Um, but I really wanted to, to say that that's not a bad thing, that the church isn't losing God's not losing. God's you know, that's that's not what's going on. God's already won, and um, the the movement from a society in which everybody kind of had the morals of of what they should be called to as a Christian, and and people were attending church very loosely, and you know just I was attending church because everybody was, and my neighbors were, and that's what I was doing. Um, and those people have fallen away. That's not that's not a bad thing, that there's less fake people in the church, that God, what I believe what God's doing, especially in the Western church right now, is refining us, and, and, and really strengthening us, and, he, and he, he's moving, I think all over the world, the church is growing, not, not shrinking, and, and that people are growing in their faith, and, and discipleship, and I just, I don't know, I, I felt really on my heart, to, to just encourage that, we're not losing, that God's not losing, and, and the things that are, um, you know, interesting, like the Middle East, there's fastest growing churches in the world are all in the Middle East right now. China's underground church, a, 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 on top of the oppression that they are getting from the government and, and from, from the people in China, they, the, the underground church is growing. And it's not people who are just attending church and, and happy because their neighbors are and, and things. It is people who are all out ready to die for Jesus. And so you can see that there's a, there's a very strong, or, or it, it, it is apparent that there is a very strong movement of God in, in deepening people's faith and and um, a, a, the lukewarmness that has been in the church as, as we were a Christian society, especially in the West, it, it is, is getting shed away. And I, I, I really, really believe that's a good thing. And I really believe that um, we can be encouraged in that, to know that, um, yeah, God's doing good things and that we can be a part of that, that, that you know... We here the rock church this this group are um, you know a group, group of people that we can seek God in a serious way that we're not, we don 't want to be lukewarm we don 't want to be complacent we don 't want to be people who are here just that where this building is used for Sundays and then some other times this needs to be this should be I, I want this to be maybe I was speaking for myself a, a ministry center um, where every day the gospel is preached here, where every day there is um, the love of Christ is shown through our, through our unity, through, through us seeking those who need um, or, or who are needy. Um, and so I just, yeah, I really feel energized. I feel, I feel zealous for the fact that God is moving and that, that we're, we're winning. We're, we're, we're part of God winning. I don't want to say we're winning because that's, that implies the wrong... Um, that's wrong. God's winning. Uh, <laughs> And uh, yeah, so that's what I I really, I don't know, feel that and uh, wanted to share that that's that's my heart. Um, Yeah. So uh, that's done. I'll I'll just pray quickly. Um, I have no idea how much time I took. Hopefully it was more than 10 minutes. Um, (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) <laughs> Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you so much for, for, for our ability to gather here that this, this morning and for, um, yeah, just, I, I, I love teaching because I, le- I learn so much from, from you and from from, from preparing. And um, yeah, just thank you, Lord, for this opportunity and, and thank you that we are here. I pray that we will, will really use this, this 30 days in, in March to, to hear you, to disconnect from, from the things that may be preoccupying us, and to connect, to reconnect with you, our, our first love, our Father, our God. Our, yeah, we, we really do want to love you with all our hearts, all our souls, all our minds, and all our bodies. And, and, and that's not easy, God, but we, we want it. And so I just pray that we would be strengthened in that, that you would help us with that, that we would do that together as a community, Lord. And um, that, yeah, we don't, we don't want to be religious, but we want to use these 30 days to, to, to work together and to... Um, to seek you, Lord. Thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.